0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this New Moon Meditation Meeting. Thank you all for being here. Um, we're meeting here today, uh, or at least I am, from the LifeBridge Sanctuary, up in uh, about an hour and a half to two hours upstate from New York City. Um, so we're meeting here today a few days before Christmas, and this is, of course, a very important time for those of the Christian faith um, but also an important time for all those faiths who hold their holy days um, around the time of the winter solstice. But the drama of Christ's birth holds deep esoteric significance, and specifically for the period into which we are, into which we as humanity are now entering, this birth of Christ is symbolic enactment of a great expansion of consciousness wherein one awakens to the fact of God imminent, ever present as the noumenon or soul of each form and all forms collectively, and also as the central point of manifested life. This birth is the first of a graded series of initiations or expansions of consciousness that lead out of the fourth kingdom of nature and into the fifth, the kingdom of souls. And once the soul or inner Christ begins to impress itself upon one's waking consciousness, the man or woman awakens to the reality of their spiritual nature and then gradually the powers and responsibilities of the soul are assumed. This second birth, as it is also called, releases the man or woman into the service of the kingdom of God. And in their own small way, he or she begins to contribute consciously to the spiritual evolution of humanity through the power of their focused thought, vision, and life expression. Today, humanity itself is preparing to enter into this new phase of divine experience and to fulfill its destiny of becoming the world disciple. And this marks a definite turning point in our collective spiritual existence and our relationship to the spiritual hierarchy, which is and has always been the source of the conditioning ideas, principles, and virtues of every civilization throughout history. As one awakens to the reality of the soul and begins to assume the responsibilities incident to soul consciousness, one gradually comes to identify oneself with ever greater circles of divine expression. And eventually, one even comes to identify oneself with all that lives and moves. All barriers of distinction, of race, nationality, ideology, all dissolve. One center of consciousness moves out of the individual and into the serving group. One learns to identify with, that means to become one with, that light which streams forth from those who serve the plan. They come to know themselves as one with the love which motivates the plan and also with that purpose for which the worlds were made. So let us take a moment now before we um, get further into our meeting to link up with the second divine aspect, that heart of love, the spiritual hierarchy, and with the great principle of the soul. It is only once the soul begins to make its presence felt that the man or woman becomes capable of true selflessness and of a love that extends beyond the purely personal. Let us therefore today or now visualize the awakening of the soul within every human heart and within humanity collectively as we sound together the affirmation of love.
1: Oh.
0: So I realized I jumped right into the. Talk I had prepared, but I wanted, I did want to say before we move any further that um, we are here, uh, you know, just one day before Christmas Eve, and we do appreciate the effort everyone's making to join us online, and of course, a few of us that are here in person as well. Um, it's a very important work we're involved with, and it's, you know, it goes forth rhythmically, and um, it's just great to have so many people here on this call tonight. And I also do want to say that. Um, in New York, we are sort of in the midst of quite a storm, and so if we lose power, there may be some interruption to either the PowerPoint or to the to the um, to the voice as well. And so we'll uh, try to restore that as quick as we can if that does happen. Um, um, but tonight we'll have we'll uh, finish out this this talk I've prepared, and we'll move into a group meditation, and followed by a a discussion on the theme. And so, if any of you have any thoughts that come up um, as um, throughout this first part of our meeting, please you know jot them down, or keep them in your mind so we can discuss them. Because we would love to hear from each and all of you. So, uh, the theme of tonight's meeting: humanity and the new birth. We're speaking about the the birth of Christ as a symbolic representation or symbolic enactment, a drama of the, of the first initiation, which is also known as the second birth. And at the second birth is the point where the man or woman um, really sets their feet upon the path and awakens um, to the recognition of their potential to love all that lives. And this really is the beginning of the path of discipleship and purification and this same path one day leads the individual into full participation in the life of the spiritual hierarchy. On this path, the disciple seeks to transfer his or her consciousness out of the personal into the impersonal and to strive to serve hierarchy. To co- that means to cooperate with their work and to develop all the powers of the soul so that they can be used in service of this work, which is the plan. On the discipleship path, um, one decentralizes his center of consciousness from himself to the group. He recognizes himself as a center of force within a greater center and assumes the responsibility to channel all energies which may pour through him for group use. Most importantly, he aims to achieve a state of utter selflessness and to attain to such purity of thought and motive that he literally loses all power to harm. And the fact that humanity today may be on the very verge of setting its feet upon the beginnings of this path uh, may be very unbelievable to many, but it's important to keep in mind that the beginnings of every journey start just there at the very beginning. And this beginning is what is on the verge of precipitation today. The beginnings of any new endeavor can be difficult. And especially in this case, where humanity, unlike a newborn babe, is not starting with a clean slate. And the second birth is certainly much harder than the first. For it requires a reorientation of the entire psyche to a new set of values a new paradigm, and a new relationship to self, others, and the whole. This naturally puts the old and the new into direct conflict and brings about such a point of tension that humanity is eventually forced into the right choice. The whole process of initiation is a forcing process which is intended to accelerate evolutionary development. The intensity of crisis, the acute mental suffering, the widespread depression and despair is all the result of humanity being brought to this point of forced reorientation. And today, humanity is no longer ignorant of the fundamental spiritual principles and ideals which should govern its relationship with itself and with the planetary life. These have been enunciated in documents such as the UN Charter, the Atlantic Charter, the Four Freedoms, and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and of course re-enunciated in countless ways in every country throughout the world, I should say mostly every country throughout the world. Certain fundamental pronouncements such as to love one's neighbor as oneself have also permeated human consciousness now for millennia. But the externalization of these principles, such that they are expressed facts upon the physical plane and within human civilization, is not so easy. Perhaps one of the outstanding examples of such an effort is the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which provide a comprehensive means of classifying, prioritizing. And measuring the material needs of humanity such that certain basic fundamental rights and conditions can be brought about. These are, it's important to note that these are a market improvement over the Millennium Development Goals at the beginning of this century. And so we can imagine that in 2030, when a reassessment of the SDGs are made, that they will take us even closer to the right expression of these very high ideals that were foundational to the forming of the UN so many years ago. The Tibetan wrote that it is the disciples of the world that set the pace of human unfoldment, for it is their responsibility to ensure that the divine ideas condition and, and inform human thinking at every level. These ideas are the special creative work of hierarchy and exist entirely outside the realm of human thinking. They aren't really ideas as we use the term ideas, but really these sort of overshadowing or uh, of archetypes or of principles or of, of, I, of, of forms, which exist on the higher levels of mind. And they exist in this realm in which they exist is what's been called the rain cloud of noble things. And this rain cloud embodies humanity's highest potential for the present cycle. It is essentially the plan itself. And these ideas can and must be brought down and precipitated into human thinking by those who are able to penetrate into this high place. The key to doing so lies in sustained and effective meditation. Meditation. Meditation is the highest expression of the third divine aspect and as such is a particularly human undertaking. Meditation defined broadly is the ability to engage in contemplation or reflection. But it is um, much more than that. It is the means whereby the disciple links across the entire plane of mind it is for this reason that meditation has been called the outstanding creative agent on our planet, for it brings the higher into its lower expression and bridges between them in creative fashion. And to do this, the soul or the thinker must become the bridge between these higher ideas in the world of human thought. The soul literally weaves this bridge out of the substance of its own nature. And this is only possible when the conflict between the inner life of the soul and the outer life of the personality is resolved and the two become one. Then the powers of the soul, namely the power of perception, and of the utilization of the esoteric sense can be directed to penetrate into this Arcana of wisdom, as it is also called, which lies in the higher reaches of the mind. Once the consciousness of this soul-infused personality is polarized there, then precipitation naturally and immediately occurs. Facility in the occult aspect of this work, however, is not enough, and it must be paired with creative facility in the world of human living. (coughs) Today, amid the large number of glamour, the large amount of glamour and illusion in the world, one also does see a great amount of inspired work. Those who work with keen intelligence, with academic rigor, and yet- whose words inspire forward motion to the coming era, build inspired thought forms of the future. Creative work within the realm of human living is as important to the life of discipleship as is the more more vertical occult work. Excuse me, I have a bit of a cough that's crept in here. So just to say in conclusion and to tie this back in with the meditation that we'll be doing today, which is, as we know, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. Throughout the last century, this very important group within our planet has grown in potency. And today it definitely constitutes a major center of planetary meditation. This group is composed of spiritually aligned men and women around the world whose inner and outer lives are organized around deep reflection on the problems of humanity and what can be done to reach a solution. They often have no interest in things, quote-unquote, spiritual, but they innately know the right, and they possess the will and the gumption to bring it about. Let us now proceed with our meditation. Strengthening in the hands of the new group of world servers. Group Fusion. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center, to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy, and towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known. Higher interlude, hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on this seed thought. Through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers. Precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude, consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, so building the thought form of solution to world problems. Distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. We will use the adapted great invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. Oh. Thank you, everybody. So we've now reached the point of our meeting where we will have a group discussion on the theme, which is uh, humanity and the new birth. We can keep in mind um, also the theme of our meditation at every new moon, which is to strengthen the hand of the new group group of world servers. And I think we keep that in mind as one of the sort of the core purpose of our work at the new moon. <coughs> so the floor is open and if anybody has anything to share, you can please, uh, in the room here, obviously you can just raise your hand and I'll see you. If you're on the Zoom call, you can just raise your hand virtually by going to your Zoom toolbar, clicking on reactions, and then clicking on the raise hand button. Um, some questions we might wanna consider. Regarding, you know, this idea that humanity is, um, so we are told, on the verge of the first initiation or this second birth, a great expansion of consciousness, a reorientation to the life of the soul. You know, what does that look like? What does that mean for the planet when that happens? What does it mean for humanity? Um, You know, how close do you think we are? How far away are we? How much more tension and conflict do you think will need to be precipitated before humanity will uh, sort of be forced into the right choice? Um, of course, I'm sure people have different ideas also about how close humanity really is to that great expansion of consciousness. And I'd love to hear, of course, not just what you think, but why you, why you think that. You know, what is, it, what is it that you see in the world that is um, evidence of the good growing stronger and stronger? Um, Of course, and can we assess that in right proportion to the many barriers that still stand to that forward motion into the light?
2: Thank you, Michael. Um, I guess I always think a little bit in terms of the energies available, and right now we're in Capricorn, and it's a a sign that's ruled by Saturn, we know, in both levels. And so I guess the way I could see it is that if Saturn's working out on a lower level it's going to present a lot of obstacles and it's going to present a lot of challenges to the individuals who, um, you know, are faced with their karma. (laughs) But for those people who are striving towards the higher um, manifestation of Saturn, then they can see this, the challenges leading up to the first initiation as a time of um, taking responsibility. So, the higher Saturn is like some, someone who embraces the challenges and sees them as strengthening and as helping themselves and their family and the world to move forward. And so I think when you ask, do we see this awakening? I think you can definitely say yes, that so many people in so many different ways are taking responsibility for their own lives and also for humanity as a whole, you know?
3: Thank you, Kathy. Steve? Thank you, Michael. Thank you. The first of all, the idea of, in one sense, if we look out at the world today, we of a birthing. We can see the pains of labour, the terrific pains of labour, and we also see the element of danger that is always involved with a birth. So one can't be certain that the birth will progress to a successful birth, although it usually does. But There's always, until it happens, it's like a miracle. So that's another way it keeps us alert in looking at the world. But then, following really from what Kathy was saying, if we look at those areas of consciousness where the sense of responsibility of almost personal responsibility for bringing. A quality of love into expression in the world, it seems to me that that potency of human creative responsibility is as strong and as alive and as vibrant as it is. Ever been in our history? Each and each for each of us needs to look at our own profession to see where the points of growth are, and that's where I think we see this transformation taking place. For me, particularly in Western consciousness at the impact that mindfulness is having and has had on so many different areas of life and the way in which that has resulted in a transformation of really certainly pass through, um, if nothing else, pass through that birthing of the Christ within and then be involved in all of the challenges that that brings. Um, before the second initiation. So, to me, it doesn't matter what area we look at, we see a deepening within the new group of world servers. We see a strengthening of the numbers, and in other words, the size of the army of the Christ in the new group of world servers. And at the heart of the new group of world servers, We see a quality of creative thinking that is, to me at least, incredibly impressive and inspiring.
0: Thanks, here. I'm going to unmute you, Charles, one moment.
4: Thank you um i think that you know during this meditation the one thing that i got is that amidst all this polarity and divisiveness this this fallacy of us against them that seems so prevalent across the globe is that there are these spots of light that we are starting to see you can see it with newscasters and leaders you can see it with zelensky's um, address to Congress, there is this just feeling of change that is in the air, even though we're still embroiled in incredible stormy areas. And I think it's so ironic that we've got some of the worst storms ever. Okay, I I think this is the pinnacle of that fallacy of us against them, and the tide changing. And I think it's our job not only to help bring in, of course, through impression and precipitation, that which is the course that humanity should take, but that the underlying state of our existence should be one of joy and optimism. Because it seems that right around the corner, we are finally going to realize that the one thing that does connect us, and I've mentioned this before, is our humanity. And it's so interesting that the graphic that is on the screen now is, is, is our planet. And if you notice, there are no dividing lines on it. It is just one big, beautiful blue globe. But we don't think about it that way. We think about Russian and Ukraine or black and white. And the thing is, is that that fallacy, which denies the essential truth that we're all human, is going to bring about. The best part of that united humanity, and that is that the power that we get from our unity is exponential. It's not arithmetic. As one more joins, it's 10 to the second instead of one plus one. And what came through in the meditation is that it seems like we've descended almost to the very bottom and now are getting that impetus that's moving us back up. And you can see these points of bright light. And that is exactly what I saw in the meditation. And it's our job to just walk with that feeling of unity. And and there's a great satiety when you walk to that rhythm. I call it the rhythm of the soul. And I think that's right That is our present right now. And the future, I think, is going to be what happens with what we do with that strength and that power. And I think it's going to be amazing. And so when we see all this stuff, the storms, the, the wars and all that, I see those as being finite. And I see that fallacy falling away and a true understanding and recognition and movement of the fact that we are all human and the strength that comes from that
5: recognition.
0: Thank you so much, Charles. Um, We have another hand here from
5: uh, Jim Crabtree.
6: Can I, can anybody hear me?
0: Yep, Jim, we can hear you.
6: Oh, okay, great. I was just, of course, the new mood Meditation is always so uh, regenerating uh, for me, and it allows me to connect w- with the group. Okay. And one thing that uh, Steve brought up was responsibility, which uh, reminds me that uh, my responsibility is not to respond to the outer world. My work is to respond to the soul the more I or as a group as students identify with the polarity that have been brought up and have been mentioned um, the more embroiled we can become in uh, an astral world identifying with the conditions in the world of appearance. And uh, uh, I have come to the point of understanding that uh, if we identify with our soul, instead of identifying with the outer world of appearance and trying to fix the problems directly ourselves, but rather identify with a soul, which includes all of us as a group. The healing for me has gone much
5: more efficiently than
6: when I, before I stopped identifying with the outside world. Um,
5: And I think that's all I have to say. Thank you so much, Jim.
0: Uh, John Reesonman, go ahead. I'm going to unmute you.
7: Michael, thank you so much for your beautiful talk, um, and I have so many ideas percolating in my mind right now that I that I'd love to share. But um, touching upon what Jim just mentioned, mentioned about the sense of responsibility, and Steve mentioned this too, um, it brings to mind that comment that you made in your talk about how disciples set the pace for human evolution. And if that idea doesn't um, stimulate in one a sense of responsibility, then it's hard to understand what idea might. It really does all come down to what we do in our individual lives and the choices that we make. And you mentioned as well, the idea of decentralization which is so central to the development of a group awareness and we know that this new age which is upon us now is group oriented and group consciousness will be the focus uh, is the focus now of this new age and so the more that we as individuals disciples um, in relation to our own worlds, can strive to decentralize, um, then we are facilitating the um, development of group consciousness for um, the body of humanity and enabling them, humanity, to then um, be more prepared for this birth which is occurring. Um, so, Thank you so much again, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Thank you so much, John. Um, we have time for, I think one more one more comment. I just want to reply to what on what you said though, that the um, you know the discipleship community is much larger uh, than the esoteric community as we know it. I think it's important to keep that in mind, you know, although that is definitely a, a responsibility, we should try to hold ourselves to. Um, You know, there's much, there's much more work being done in the world of a high spiritual quality that we, you know, that we may not recognize as coming from the occult community, community necessarily. Um, We have just a few more minutes and I see Emmanuel has raised his hand. So Emmanuel, I'm going to unmute you.
5: Hello? Hello, Emmanuel, go ahead. Can you hear me?
8: Yes, we can, go ahead. Thank you for the presentation. And the emphasis that you made and all the uh, other speakers made, particularly this responsibility. And responsibility is ever in terms of relationship, and one of the key notes of the first initiation, the birth, controlled by the seventh ray, is relationship.
5: Relationship which leads to the physical plain
8: white magic of the soul. The seventh ray is the reflection of the first ray. The relationship of the first ray of the wheel is described as the unimpeded relationship, unfettered relationship, relationship with the whole and the seventh ray through the first initiation of humanity is presenting humanity to establish that unimpeded relationship unimpeded relationship throughout of the humanity of the world unimpeded relationship with all nations And the light of that relationship, we then reveal the new responsibility, the new new responsibility that today we see in the 2030 SDG program, and and trench forces are being challenged to rise to this new relationship. The will to good of the first race Through the seventh ray, which allows the highest and the lowest to meet on the physical plane is at work. And we are going to see the white magic of the soul performed on the threefold world of humanity by establishing right human relationships. When all the nations are linked together in brotherhood and responsibility, when all of humanity, the tribes, the political parties are linked through that responsibility in relationship, then we shall see that shorty of the soul,
5: which is joy. Thank you. Thank you
0: so much, Emmanuel. Um, That's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for coming so much. We really, uh, it's always always such a joy to have these meetings and to come together, um, especially during this very special time of the year. Um, I'm going to now make just a few announcements about upcoming meetings. So we have the next full moon meeting in Capricorn to be held Friday, January 6th. This one will be held a little bit earlier at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the following new moon meeting will be Friday, January 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Those of you who have not received them yet, the uh, 2023 moon charts and meeting information for the whole year is available at lucistrust.org backslash full moon. Thank you all and have a good evening.